0: This is the Business and Leadership Podcast with Jared Grabeel. Hey guys, welcome to episode 14 of uh, the Business and Leadership Podcast with me, Jared Grabiel. Uh Just as a reminder, we recently changed the name and so I know that the millions of you watching this are going to be uh adapting slowly. Um, but we used to be called Live Well, Lead Well. Um, I really liked that name. Um, but for searchability purposes, you know, because really the, the purpose of this podcast and this YouTube channel is just to help people uh, with business and leadership. And so we decided to just rename it business and leadership. Um, So episode 14, hopefully you checked out the last episode, which was Four Traits of High Performers. If you didn't check it out, make sure to go back. I think it's right under 15 minutes and it should add a lot of value to you as an individual um, or to maybe if you've got some friends, some mentees, some employees that you want to send it to. We'd love for you to share it. Uh, So check that episode out. So back to episode 14 of the Business and Leadership Podcast. Uh, On this episode, it's actually something I got to share recently with a a large audience at a corporation, um, a group called the Young Professionals, this really large, cool corporation here in Jacksonville. And it's uh, titled it, The Five Disciplines of Leadership That Got Me to Where I Am That I Learned the Hard Way. It's kind of a long-winded title. If you're taking notes, I would just call it The Five Disciplines of Leadership. But this is stuff that I had to learn over the past, you know, really... 28 years of my life, but more specifically, I would probably say the past 12 years of my life, I've learned this stuff really, really, really the hard way. And so what this show is designed to do, um, and what I I believe that I'm designed to do, especially with my experience, is to encourage, educate, and empower others to live happier, healthier lives, to become better leaders, better business owners, and most importantly, to do so without uh, failing in the dramatic and painful ways that I have in my life. So, this episode uh, will probably be a little longer, maybe closer to 20 minutes, but I believe that it will be worth your time. And so I'm going to start kind of with a little bit of my story. Um, if you watched episode one, I think we touched on a little bit of this stuff, um, and not that I think that like my story is this glorified, uh, ex- interesting experience, but it gives context into some of these lessons that I've learned, um, and uh, hopefully um, help you avoid some of this stuff. A lot of it's really stupid, so hopefully you're not dabbling in in some of the beginning. So anyways, uh, when I was 11 years old, um, we kind of grew up in a a different part of town. I grew up in Lakeland, Florida. Uh, We would just call it on the other side of the tracks, right? So if you ever watched The Outsiders, we were the greasers growing up. And so, um, which I love that I'm wearing like a white t-shirt. I should have like a pack of cigarettes rolled into my sleeve right now. But um, so back then, uh, at 11 years old, I started smoking pot really, really loved it. I was really into art. I was a skateboarder. Um, it kind of fit that that groove, you know, that, that image. And so um, very shortly afterwards, because I believe that God has uh, gifted me with this entrepreneurial mindset, but at a young age with no real leadership, um, I leveraged that for the wrong reasons. And um, I started selling pot. By the time I was 12, I was making a little bit of money each week uh, selling some pot to my friends. And then as I got older, I began to sell pot to more friends, I began to not only get free stuff for myself, but began to make an income from it. And by the time I was uh, 16 years old, I moved out of my dad's house. We had a a disagreement and because I had enough money um, to be able to get my own place, uh, I got my own apartment. And if you're wondering how did a 16 year old get their own apartment uh, in Lakeland, in the downtown area, there's a bunch of these old apartment complexes. It's a historical district. It's really cool if you've never visited. But there was a guy, Fred, and he's like 85 years old. Fred just cared about cash, and so he said, you know, it's X amount of money today if you've got cash. I showed him the cash, and he never ID'd me. So that's to answer that question. Um, So I had my own place, started to obviously sell a lot more pot, um, and uh, became somewhat successful. I had a regular income. I was really good at school, um, at least doing the bare minimum. You know, I graduated with like a 3.6 or 3.7 in high school. Um, but literally right after high school, uh, I got arrested. And um, like all good things must come to an end. And so um, that uh, career of mine, of, of selling pot, came to an abrupt, abrupt halt. And uh, it led me eventually to doing some time in jail. I ended up doing about two and a half months in jail the summer after my senior year so while all my good friends and uh, especially the smarter friends that I graduated with are going off to good colleges uh, I wanted to go to Florida, big Gator fan, go Gators, go Jesus Uh, go Tim Tebow, but um, I got arrested, I spent the summer in jail and so um, that was just a crazy experience for me Uh, the worst experience of my life but two things happened to me in jail that I believe would have maybe never happened if I didn't go there Um, One of the things was uh, I found my calling for the fitness industry, more specifically to become a trainer in that season of my life, uh, which eventually led me to to pursue the passion of just helping people um, in the fitness industry, which is what I do now, just on a different scale and in a different way. Um, So I was introduced to the idea of becoming a personal trainer. In jail it's nothing like the movies, there's not like bench presses and pull up bars and everybody's playing basketball. it's you know, you're kind of stuck in a dorm with like these yellow lights all day and one small TV like 30 feet in the air. And uh, you've got to get really creative about exercising because there's nothing else to do in the day unless you want to play cards all day, figure out how to tattoo people, um, or sit in your room and draw. Um, so I would create these workouts every day. And one day, uh, this guy came up to me and he said, Jared, you should be a trainer. Because every morning, like, people would come to the room, like, what's to, what's today's workout, Jared? And we'd do lunges up the stairs and set up a trash can to do pull-ups from the second floor. We made an experience out of it. And so when he said that, I had no idea what a personal trainer was. And obviously, I was struggling with my calling in life, um, selling pot and, and not really knowing what I wanted to go to school for. And so I decided when I get out of here, I'm going to become a personal trainer. And um, another thing that happened to me in jail, which... Uh, is a big part of the story, but it's not really, it's really ingrained into the, the core structure of the story is that I was introduced uh, to to God, but to a different God that I had never experienced growing up. Um, and that's a whole other story. So two things, I found my pursuit, my passion for training, and then uh, began to establish my relationship with God. And so um, when I got out of jail, uh, I was on house arrest for two years. Uh, that was also miserable, but that story will play a part into these characteristics that I um, accumulated over time. And uh, shortly after I got out, I went back to telemarketing, uh, doing phone sales and stuff. And I just began to pursue this career in the fitness industry, applying everywhere to become a trainer. I got certified, but of course, back then, um, you know, this is in 2008 when the economy sort of crashed and everybody's being very hesitant about hiring. And so I wanted to be a trainer and everybody's like, Uh, you know you don't have any experience and so I said well how do I get experience if you don't hire me I'll get this certification. Uh, I went back to to college in uh, Polk County, Polk State College for business at the time and so I'm really really grinding. I'm on house arrest I'm working a telemarketing job applying everywhere and eventually I get my first job as a salesperson at Gold's Gym and that was my first step. I was stoked on this opportunity Um, and I just right away did the absolute best that I could. Granted, I'm on house arrest, so I really only have time to work. I didn't really get to enjoy a social life or anything like that. Um, so I, I was a salesperson. Eventually I advanced to become a sales manager at a different chain of health clubs. And then about a year later, a much larger chain of health clubs bought that one. I became a general manager by the time I was 21. Um, Sort of fast track, I moved to Jacksonville to continue to expand this health club chain. Uh, I left that to run a smaller chain of group training gyms. Um, And then eventually I left that, moved back to Lakeland to open a gym. I pitched an investor. I got the approval for a quarter million dollars in January of 2015. Um, I took this huge leap of faith. Uh, moved back, and on Sunday morning, February 1st, which was my birthday, the Patriots were also in the Super Bowl. It was kind of a, a memorable day for me, uh, co-Patriots, and um, I get a call from the investor, and he decides to back out of his investment. I had no money, no job, nothing, and so I began to train one-on-one. A couple months later, the inception for Superfit Foods was uh, presented, and um, May of 2015, we started Fit Foods. And so that was almost four years ago. Obviously, there's a ton of stories from then until now. But I tell that backstory to give you context into these five disciplines um, that I've gained over time, but that I've definitely had to learn the hard way. And so uh, my prayer for you and my hope for this episode is that you would just take that story, you know, as interesting or cool as you may think that seems. Just remember that with every story, there's a scar, right? And so you don't want to live out this type of stuff to gain these traits or these disciplines. You just want to do them. And so if you're listening today and if you're taking notes, my prayer and my hope is that you just apply these things to your life because they're, they're tried and they're true. They're tested over time and they're proven to be uh, disciplines that will make you a better leader, um, whether it's 1% or 100% over time. So the first one, the first discipline is time management. And uh, if if you check the last episode out, episode 13, we talked a little bit about this as well, but I'm really, really big on this concept. Um, It doesn't get any more important than managing your time. And so the reason why I got so good at this and where I got the sort of the idea for the time budget is um, on house arrest, I used to have to go every Sunday to see my CO. That's a correctional officer. And we had this template that we would print out every time that we left, and it was basically Sunday through Saturday every hour of every day and on house arrest you on Sunday you have to present this to your CO and get everything approved so for example I would have to have my whole school schedule right because I was in college and so I think I was in school from like nine to two Monday through Friday and I worked from four to nine Monday through Friday when I was in telemarketing at least and then uh, Saturday would be like the day that I would be able to go to Walmart you got one hour a week to go grocery shopping and back then when you're on house arrest and you're poor that means you're going to Walmart And so Sunday, I uh, had weekend work release. And so that's all another story in itself. But I would be from 7 to 6 doing weekend work release, walking down long highways, picking up trash or at the landfill, cleaning stuff up. Um, So I'd have to know. And then if I wanted to go to the gym, which he always denied, but I'd put that in there and he'd end up denying that. if, uh, If you forgot to put Walmart in there, then you'd have to go a whole week without grocery shopping, which means that you literally go without groceries if you don't have any because you can't last minute call up your correction officer and say, hey, I forgot to put Walmart on there. So I was forced to become this like relentless time manager because I wanted to get my personal training certification. I wanted to get my degree. I had to pay my bills. Um, and, so, and of course, I wanted to get groceries. So we had to put all this stuff in our schedule. And if you didn't put it in your schedule, it wouldn't get approved. That means you had to stay home. Um, you even had to allocate travel time. Because if he or she comes by your house and you're supposed to be home because you forgot that it takes 30 minutes to get to work, that is a violation of probation. You go right back to jail. And from spending those couple months in there, uh, I never wanted to go back. And I really didn't enjoy house arrest, but I wanted to do this as good as I could as well. So the first discipline of leadership that's gotten me to where I am today um, is time management. And so quick tip for that, quick practical application is create a time budget. I talk a lot more about this in episode 13. Again, it's less than 15 minutes, um, and that particular part is about three minutes long. So check out episode 13 to learn more about time management. Um, the second discipline that I've uh, learned or accumulated over time the hard way is responsibility. This is a word we throw out all the time very loosely. Um, And I really, really recommend uh, if you're watching this or if you're listening to this to do the Gallup Strength Finder Test where you can identify your top five strengths. Um, Our whole staff does it. Uh, I think it's big in leadership. A lot of uh, ministries do it as well and I think it's really strategic. Um, And one of my top five strengths is responsibility. But I don't think it would be that way if I hadn't learned this and learned to apply it over time. So responsibility um, is basically being someone who does what you say you're going to do. A lot of us would probably try to classify ourselves as that, but if we were to go to the books and identify all the commitments we've made over the past year, we'd probably recognize that half of them weren't done. A lot of them were small, maybe not important, right? But I think that everything you commit to is important. Um, So be a person that does what you say you're going to do, not just for others, but for yourself, right? So like how many of us know that guy or that girl, we've got that guy in the group of friends, it's like, yeah, I'll be there, and he's never there. Or he's never there on time. Or he's never, or she, you know, always says she's going to do this thing. Hey, I'll call you here. You never get a call, but you love that person, and you let it go because they're that guy or that girl. Don't be that guy. Because here's the thing, that guy doesn't get hired. Most of the time, that guy doesn't get the promotion. Um, If that guy or girl is consistently over committing and under delivering, they're going to get passed up for opportunities, especially as a leader. Um, and the last thing you want is to be a leader that's known as that person, right? Like, oh, they say they're going to do that, but you know, he or she never does that. It's okay. Um, so don't be that person. And even more importantly, how many times do we commit to ourselves that we're going to do something, right? Uh, we're early in 2019 right now, and you've probably made some commitments this year that you're going to Lose some weight, or you 're going to save some money or you 're going to start a business or you 're going to start practicing a gratitude journal or something like that, and how far have you gotten so far right so don 't be that person that makes commitments to yourself and doesn 't follow through with them so responsibility is the second discipline that I had to learn the hard way because in my situation, growing up um, we didn 't have a lot right and there was you know sort of an instance in my life. Um, And I remember like it was yesterday. I used to uh, live with a friend um, when I was a little younger. And uh, in one of the rooms that we shared, I slept on an air mattress. And this particular air mattress um, had a hole in it. And so I tried taping up the hole, but I'm not like an air mattress mechanic. So literally, I would have to blow it up before I went to sleep every single night. And I would wake up usually in the middle of the night, and it would be flat. And so I'd have to blow it up again. And so that that was basically every night. And I remember one morning waking up and just telling myself that, like, I will never sleep on this air mattress again. And so I basically uh, had to do what it took to reach that commitment and f- like afford a bed. And this is, this is back when I was selling pot. And so I set like an incremental goal to reach a new level of income so I could buy a bed. Um, but for me, I had to learn these things the hard way. When I told myself I was going to do something, I didn't have anybody to help me do it. Um, and I hope that's not the case for you. But identifying the fact that you are going to be the one that's in most control of your life, other people sometimes aren't going to do things for you, is a huge deal. Because the more you're known for responsibility, the more you're looked at as a leader and respected as somebody who gets things done. So the second discipline is responsibility. Quick tip for that. Write everything down on a running to-do list. Again, I talked about this in the high... uh, the four traits of high performers. So if you want to learn a little bit more about that, check out episode 13. Um, But moving on to the third discipline is that all leaders are driven by learning. Leaders are learners. Um, Again, I would recommend doing the Gallup Strength Finder test. Uh, Learning is my number one strength, but I don't think that it would be that way if I had not learned the hard way. And so um, that means that whatever vocation you're in. If you've been blessed with the opportunity to be the boss, or be a leader, or even be a successful business owner, um, don't make the mistake of assuming that you know it all. There's always more to learn, Uh, especially as your business grows, or your group grows, or your organization grows. You're gonna get more talented people. And the one thing that I always say, as an employee, as a performer, and as a boss, is that you wanna be at the level of, or one step ahead of everybody else in your organization. Not for pride reasons, but because as a leader, you have to always be able to contribute value to your people. And if people are getting ahead of you, either they're going to gain enough competence and confidence to start their own thing, which is fine. Or they're going to look for another leader that can continue to give them value. And that's not what you want to happen. So leaders are learners. So the third discipline that I learned the hard way is to always value continued education. Quick tip, continue to learning something new every single day and that could be one nugget of knowledge. Learn something practical every single week that you can help others with. Learn something uh, much more in depth every month, whether that's a new, uh, how to do something new, something that you can teach to others. And then um, I like to complete something every quarter, whether that's a continued education certification. Um, I'm still in school, I'll probably be in school until I die. So maybe some of you need to commit to maybe going back to college, or learning a trade, or just taking some continued education courses online. There's a lot of easy ways to learn these these days, like Coursera, and like Harvard XU or 550X, something like that. Um, So continue to learn, and so my practical tip is to commit to something every day, every week, every month, and every quarter. Uh, The fourth discipline that I had to learn the hard way was patient urgency. And if you want to learn a lot more about this, I highly recommend reading the book Self-Made Billionaire Effect. Um, This is where I originally got the concept from, and uh, it built a lot of value in me. It made me recognize some things that I needed to change and some things that I needed to prepare for and some things that I needed to work on. So definitely check out that book, but we'll touch a little bit on it here. Uh, Patient urgency is having this relative and dual perspective of time where you can live in both the now and the future. Patient urgency is the combination of foresight to prepare for a big idea, willingness to wait for the right market conditions, and agility to act straight away when conditions ripen. And that's straight from the book. I define it as being prepared for the opportunity that you don't know about. So patient urgency, a lot of people make the mistake of waiting for the opportunity to get prepared for, right? So when that opportunity comes along, I'll begin to learn about it, or when that relationship comes along, I'll become a better person or, you know, and so on and so forth. And so a lot of people wait for the opportunity and that opportunity is waiting for you. You've just got to become prepared. And so you have to practice this patient urgency of always preparing for the opportunity that you don't know about yet. That way, when it comes along, You've got, you've taken all the steps, you've saved the money, you've learned the concept, you've built the business plan, and now you've got the investor and you're ready to go, right? And so whatever that looks like for you, always be prepared Um, and and you're going to have more opportunity. So um, patient urgency is the fourth discipline. Um, A couple of examples of, uh, or one example of somebody who didn't practice patient urgency for change, right? Adapting change or opportunity is Blockbuster. Right? They stayed in their uh, same realm. Um, they continued to practice the same practices. They never changed their business model. And then what happened? Netflix happened. And so because Blockbuster wasn't prepared, they waited for Netflix to have thousands of units across the country before they launched their unit in front of a couple of Walmarts. But by that time, it was way too late. So in order to continue to innovate, especially if you're already in business, is to have patient urgency. What is coming next If you don't know, just get prepared for when it does come around. Um, A lot of you probably listening won't know about this, uh, but webvan.com is actually a company that launched too early, right? They didn't practice the patient component of the urgency. And so uh, I'm sure everybody listening knows about Amazon. And so what webvan.com was was basically an online fulfillment for things like clothes, equipment, books. Um, But it launched about 10 years too early and so patient urgency is being prepared for the right time and the right opportunity. So my quick tip for that is, have all your dreams and your goals written down and refer to them as often as you can. By doing this, you're gonna have a much better idea as time goes on as to which idea or goal to act on. Also, by being better with time management, being more responsible and learning more, you'll naturally be prepared for these opportunities. So on to the last thing, the fifth discipline that I had to learn the hard way is faith. And if anything is the most important, it's this one. Um, and for me, that of course means faith in God, uh, my belief system, my Christianity, but more so what I'm talking about today is having the faith in yourself. Um, faith, you know, that no matter you know, who you are today or like what you've accomplished, Who you see in the mirror, the mistakes that you've made, um, the opportunities you may or may not have, the money that you may or may not have to pursue these opportunities. Just having the faith that despite all those odds and adversities, uh, that you're capable of far more than you could ever imagine. Um, You know, as a staff, we like to look at our goals each week and we set some physical goals, some personal goals and some professional goals. And it's so fun um, just watching each and every person accomplish these goals. One of our... uh, amazing staff members, Uh, Lainey did a half marathon last year, and um, we got to reflect on that, and that's, you know, that's something that, I mean, she's an athlete, right, so it wasn't like she flew for the first time or anything like that, but it was still one of those things that, um, like, physically, I know that 13 miles is a long run, right, I exercise often, but in order to do that, you know, it takes a lot of discipline, it takes a lot of, like, a mindset, and it takes the faith to know, like, like, I can do that, I haven't run 13 miles before, but I can do that, Um, and so it starts with faith, right? And so the business that we've been able to build over the past couple years, um, I would have never imagined that, you know, God would use me to build a subscription-based meal prep company that ships meals across the country, um, and, you know, has a handful of clients throughout North Florida and just the, the testimonies that we've gotten over the past couple years, the, the reach that we've had, the community engagement, um, I would have never imagined that we would be here if I didn't have the faith that we could at least start somewhere, right? So when we started this business, I didn't think that we would be here. I didn't necessarily have the faith that bold to say that in a couple years we're going to be doing this stuff. Um, But I did have the faith to know that I'm competent and confident enough to kick this thing off the ground and uh, feed a few people. And so that's where I started, Um, you know. I, in school, I was once a kid that, uh, got made fun of because I was so poor that I remember doing this, uh, like it was yesterday, but I drew the Nike sign on one of my those pairs of socks and, um, I was pretty good at art, but not good enough to get away with this. And so, um, I drew the Nike sign and, um, I remember going to school that day and just getting made fun of because I didn't have real Nike socks. And so like, when I look back at that and I think about that a lot of times, um, looking back at that and looking, you know, to where I am now, which is nowhere near where I want to be, but like the only thing that got me from there to here is having the faith that I won't always be that kid, right? Now, fortunately, I've got some real Nike socks, um, you know, but like it, it's just having the faith to know that you're, you're so much more capable of whatever the people around you are saying, whatever, you know, social media, uh, convinces you of, right? Whenever you look at other people and what they're doing, um, and whatever, even just your doubts and your, your, um, misconceptions that you've created over time tell you. So you have to believe in yourself before anyone else will. And by taking a small step every single day in the right direction, you can change your own life and the trajectory of your own future. And so the first four steps are very practical and something that you can apply in your daily life every single day. But the fifth step is is something that you really have to work on the inside Um, to convince yourself by taking these steps every single day that you can accomplish whatever goals or dreams that you've written down. like Those things are actually really possible. So practical step, put it all down, and take the steps to reach those goals. Um, Those are the five disciplines of leadership that I've learned the hard way that hopefully, after listening today or watching today, you can begin to do without making the same mistakes that I've had. Um, And so if you enjoyed this episode please feel free to subscribe, leave us a review. Uh, If you watched it on YouTube, make sure you leave some comments. We'd love to hear about um, what we could talk or teach about next. And then uh, definitely refer a friend. We always appreciate the audience growing so we can hopefully reach more people. So we really appreciate you um, and definitely uh, tune in to episode 15. Thank you so much. Have a good day.